Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where every Monday I bring you a dynamic guest and a topic. And today our wonderful guest is Barbara Berg. Barbara is just an expert in knowing about many, many things, and you'll learn a lot about Ring Shui and other things when we do the interview. She spent her life both professionally and personally working to have balance in her life between work, play, and love, and being the individual she really is. She is starting to catch on all that is on that catch on that is all important and to not take it all quite so seriously all the time. Ring Shui, move, more about Move Your Rings, Change Your Life, and Expanded is her fourth and most fun book. She also wrote What to Do When Life is Driving You Crazy and How to Escape the No-Win Trap. While Ring Shui involves rings, hands, and energy, it is really about finding the balance between loving yourself and loving others, all at the same time as much as possible. After conducting over 475 workshops, guesting on over 300 radio, TV, and Internet shows, and having had her own Internet radio show, she has finally come to appreciate how the everyday and seemingly ordinary moments in your life are where the love gets to find you and how nothing seems to really feel like home without having love and don't we need it all. Barbara has been in private practice in Rajakukamanga as a licensed clinical social worker since 1992, specializing in midlife crisis. She's married to a wonderful and patient husband, George, and has a daughter, Brittany, who lives in Oakland. And some days just seem to make more sense than others. Welcome, Barbara. I'm so happy to have you on my show because I know how dynamic you are because I've had you speak for my groups and I've had you as one of my speakers at a recent women's conference I just did. Robbie, you bring so much joy into my life of women, men, everyone around you. When you say show up, you are not kidding. You've helped me show up in my own life and the lives of others. And when I was a little girl, my mother went to Juilliard and was a great, great singer. She almost got her Ph.D. She was 36 And she was afraid she'd be a spinster for the rest of her life. And that's what people were calling her. She was 36. She thought she'd never have a child. She met my father, a professor at Rutgers. She gave up her whole career because he said, be a sit-beside-me woman and work with me and be a politician, backdoor politician's wife and a professor at Rutgers' wife. And she was depressed, Robbie. And when she had me, as I grew up, I said, I've got to find a way to balance both love and the work you love doing out in the world. And when I did that, I would write Robbie whenever I was upset. And I wrote a whole piece of an essay for the VFW, won an award, went to Jersey Girl State, and ever since then I've been writing. And that's how I started my first book when I just got my license when I was 42. I said, I'm going to write my first book and see if it can help me bring less stress in my life. That's how it got started. What was the first book? Was it What to Do When Your Life is Driving You Crazy? Was that the first book? What to do in life is driving you crazy. And here I thought, in my mind back then, if I just could decide should I stay with my husband or should I leave, as if that was the determination as to what I was doing, when I finally left him, I realized I had problems of my own. That brought me to the next book. 
And that's where I started to learn about Ring Shui as I was working on what to do, not just what to do when life is driving you crazy, but how to escape the no-win trap where even when you leave someone, you can bring the same problems forward in the next guy. Yeah, I've heard, I remember you saying that sometimes you attract the same thing that you got rid of. Oh, my gosh. And how we re- we replicated almost beautifully in a, an odd sense, like, oh, my gosh, there it is again. And I found I couldn't receive love because I was so afraid the rug would be pulled out from under me. I would just do for him, a guy, and push him away because I didn't let him come forward to me. I was doing everything, and I found so many women do that. We do so much, we don't let anyone come near so why were you compelled to write the, the the book, the Ring Shui book, which is a great what book? What happened? It was a while. Thank you. What was happening was while I was writing the second book, like now that I've left my husband and I still have problems, I was wearing rings on my middle fingers. Sometimes I would wear one on the right, sometimes on the left, and sometimes both. I went to see my chiropractor that day, of all things. He looked down at my hands. I didn't realize he knew energy. He said, Barbara, take those rings off. They're just going to bring you more conflict. You're going to want love in your life. You act like you don't need anybody, and you're going to have more problems than you have now. I didn't think twice, Robbie. I'd had enough trouble. I took the rings off. Then as I was writing How to Escape the No and Trap, I noticed on women and then on men, wow, the women that talked about how they would break up with someone, learn new things, go on and bring in new energy and new people, seem to be wearing their rings on their index fingers and or their ring fingers next to the pinky. Those who complain the most or said they don't need anyone and they give up on everything in terms of love wore rings on their middle fingers and their thumb. Hmm. I I couldn't take it anymore. I finally had to write the book. And Letitia Wright had me on a podcast one day, and she said, what do you want to talk about today? And I said, hand shui, and then it turned into ring shui, and this whole system came flying out of my mouth, and it turned into the first ring shui book. Wow. Talk about the hands. Tell us briefly the feature of each one. What I started to notice, and then later, this ring, uh, ring shui person that really helped me with my ring shui, she was actually a truth and hand person, a hand analyst, Lisa Greenfield, said everything I observed was already going on in astrological energy. And what I did notice and what many people notice is that right hand, when you put your right hand out to the world, you're giving it a handshake. That's the business hand. That's the hand out to the world. This is your do hand, folks. This is your I'm putting it out there. I'm exerting myself. The left hand is actually more private hand. Whether you're left-handed or right-handed, it's the hand of personal life. When you get engaged and someone puts a ring there, your beloved is giving to you. Some cultures and some people wear the ring of love on the right ring finger. That's still energy of love. So when you think about it, anytime you go out to the world and you want to put a new business idea out, wear a ring on your right index finger. Robbie, that's the most powerful finger we have out to the world. 
it's known as the Jupiter finger. He was quite the manifester. Things could happen quite quickly. And the more you know what it is you want out there and you follow up, the more it's going to manifest for you. Wow. Tell, um, what is the, tell, tell us about the fingers. What is the significance of wearing rings on a specific finger? Well, let's start with the right hand. The right hand of the index finger, say you go to break up with someone or you lose a job and you're healing and you're hurting and you want to let go of all that pain and you might be looking for help, put a ring on your right index finger. That releases energy that doesn't work and it puts out to the world what you want them to know. The right ring finger next to the pinky is the Apollo finger. That, enjoy that, that is self-love. When you see someone wearing a ring there, that means they still believe in themselves, and they truly do. They believe in their worth. They believe in spending time with people who are good for them. Then let's go to our interesting friend, the fastest growing trend today, the right middle finger, that's the Saturn finger. That's the finger of I have to control my heart. I don't want it to get broken again. That's the I have to do it my way or the highway. That's the one where when I meet someone, I'm going to leave them before they leave me because I can't trust them. The pinky ring is the mercury. He's very helpful if you have another ring on your finger, such as your index or your ring finger. If it's by yourself, that'll pull you away from people. In fact, you might be playing with somebody on a tennis team or on some sort of team you have in a sport, and if they have pinky rings quite a lot, they pull themselves away from the team in their own way without realizing it. Even if they're involved, they're doing it on their own. Everything's by themselves, and they can only count on themselves. The thumb is a very interesting finger. This is fast-growing. This is where people put out so much energy, they get exhausted, they feel they have to run the show without realizing it, and no one else can do it as well as they do. That's it in a nutshell on the right hand. What do you think, Robbie? Wow, what about the left hand? Now, the left hand... It's got some of my favorite fingers. Let's start with my favorite all-time finger, the queen bee. I was recently at a Hollywood party where some old, old, wonderful actresses were there, and they came in looking just stunning. I looked down. They had rings on their left index finger, the queen bee finger. She is the one who doesn't have to try so hard to please other people. She just knows she's wonderful. People want to be around her. They want to learn from her, and they know her worth. The queen bee is someone who can actually sit still and others come to her. The left thumb, and I see it all the time, people might be working at a job where they will pour all the coffee, take all the notes, do everyone's job, work 14-hour days. They're still exhausted, but that's their identity. If you ever get tired and you're wearing a thumb ring, give it a rest. And the left middle finger, it means that's okay. I don't need anyone. I will die alone because you know what? I'm tired of having to deal with relationships, and do I understand? On a day-to-day basis, they can get exhausting. And you'll pick up the tab. The left ring finger, that's where hopefully you receive it from your beloved. 
And there are days when you just want to feel stable with yourself. You put your own ring there, a ring from someone that you love, and just say, you know what, I'm loving me today. And that pinky, that can mean abundance if it's by itself, but you can get tired. If it's next to a ring that you already are wearing on your ring finger, it can help amplify the abundance. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Um, give us some uh, individuals of um, case studies and what they learned from the ring placement. I will tell you, very interestingly, I run into quite often women and men, and I find even more with women, who when they don't wear rings, they kind of, if they're happy not wearing rings, that's okay. But if they don't wear rings and they're not happy, they'll say they're in a rut And they may not be into the rings, but I know someone who started wearing a ring on her right index finger and her right ring finger. She was living with a guy, and she was really wanting to get engaged. As she wore the ring on her right index finger and her right ring finger, without saying anything, he said, let's go to the jewelry store. I want to get you an engagement ring. I have heard this over and over, Robbie, especially from women who do not wear rings, if they just try it out, something new comes into their life. Wow. How do the mythical Greek and Roman gods factor into the energy from the fingers and how you wear and how you wear your ring? Interestingly enough, as much as we might think this is for only from time like five thousand years ago, it still affects us today. And as Lisa Greenfield, if you check her out, truthinhand.com, she's an amazing world-class, I'll tell you, hand analyst who will tell you each finger represents how you connect out to the world. Each finger actually is ruled, in a sense, by a god. So let's take Jupiter, the right index finger. He was the king of the gods, quite a manifester, and if he said something would happen, it would happen very quickly. I ran into a man from India at an airport one day when everything was going crazy and the planes weren't coming in on time. He was very peaceful. He turned to me and said, this is the power finger. I wear a gold ring there with a gold topaz from Nepal, and I keep it there even when I'm under contract as an actor. I couldn't believe that one. And I said, that's the Jupiter finger. He was surprised. He said, yes, in Indian astrology, that's so. So Jupiter, when you think about it, he's your friend in this energy. Saturn likes to take the bull by the horns on his own. That's the middle finger. Left or right hand, you will manifest things pretty well on your own, but you'll run out of energy. You can't do it alone for very long. You'll be exhausted and you'll lose what you developed. The right ring finger next to the pinky is Apollo. That's truly the sun god of love. That's not narcissistic love. That's I really love myself. I'm sincerely hopeful for love and jobs. I'm willing to wait, and I'm willing to do my part. Mercury, the pinky one on both hands, he actually does the work for Jupiter. Jupiter will send him out on his winged feet, so to speak, and he'll fly off and help things out, but sometimes he can play tricks on you, and you can't always count on him. One of my favorite stories is the thumb. Venus. She runs the lower knuckle on the right hand and the left. She just throws herself to love men 
just with abandon. She'll do it just loving herself and running out there. Rhea, though, she was the goddess of obligation and doing rituals and things for others first. So picture, with abandon, throwing yourself out there and doing what other people seem to need and forgetting about yourself. We're still intertwined, interestingly, astrologically. We're still affected today. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, how does astrology factor into all this? You know, it's interesting, Robbie. I talk to different people from different astrological signs, and while they may have some things like Gemini might go back and forth and and trying to decide what it wants to do and what it wants to be, and they might change their rings more often, I still have to say over and over again that depending on what lights you up, that has more to do with you than anything else. The astrological gods of the finger seem to have much more energy impact than your whole astrological signs. So sometimes, like as a Virgo for myself, I can go into at times being very critical, like, oh, this ring doesn't look right, or being very, very picky about which ones I pick out. But the reality is what lights me up works. Now, the Pierdo is my ring. It's my gem of that, that time for a Virgo. When I wear the Pierdo, the green ring, I feel power, I feel calm, and I feel strength. So I'd like to say, do try out your birthstone first if you're wondering. See if it works for you. Quite often, it will have the rhythm of your astrological sign. Usually, it will empower you. Try that first. Where do you wear your rings and why? I will tell you, Robbie, and I know you've seen it with me. I love wearing my rings on my ring fingers. I wear my wedding ring on my Apollo finger, and I wear another ring on my right ring finger. It brings me a sense of stability. I feel I can trust my actions that day. I can think about them. I come across as you can count on me, and I can be creative at the same time when I wear rings on both of my index fingers. And let me tell you, you can be both creative with your index fingers and stable with your ring fingers, and I feel like I've got all my energy in synchronicity when I have those four fingers going. Well, what can you tell about the way a woman wears her rings? I can actually tell, because I've gotten so into looking at this, how much she is putting herself out there, how much she enjoys herself, and even if she's suffering. And this is a piece I want to say with great love for both men and women. I have noticed this over and over again each time. If you do happen to be wearing a ring on your right middle finger and your right ring finger, That says so much about you. It says you do believe in long-term love. That's your right ring finger. But the middle finger means you might be putting your investment in a kind of a love that should have been crashed and burned and let it go long ago, but you keep hoping the other person will change, and perhaps they won't. If you're going through that, I highly suggest Al-Anon. Because I'll tell you, that really supports people on whose energy are you putting out for when and not being codependent and trying to think if you try to be perfect, you'll make everyone else do fine. Just because you care doesn't mean they'll change. Very important, two fingers. 
Yeah, it's very hard for people to change. You have to accept them the way they are or move out. Absolutely. And sometimes we can be hopeful in the wrong direction, hoping that against hope that they'll change when deep down we're afraid of losing someone or having to make changes ourselves. Then sometimes we're scared about the path it's going to take us on. You know, it's, you never, it's the unknown factor. Um, what did Lisa say about a man? I did write a chapter in the second book about a man, and Lisa and I went over that quite, quite closely. Men, their energy is still a little different from women in the sense that women have been known to wear more rings more often. And as men are wearing more rings now, as they've been wearing more earrings, when a man wears a ring, it's actually more of a statement because more and more women do it than men, but men are catching on. For instance, I'm noticing more and more men are wearing rings on their left or their right middle finger. I've also noticed if they're in a rock and roll band and they have a way of just letting out that angst, it's a pretty good thing for the ring on the middle finger because they have a way to get out that energy. However, if a man is with a woman, and he's wearing a middle finger ring, and say she's already wearing a middle finger ring, they're both going to be doing the dance of he could be getting perturbed and angry because he wants no woman to run him, and she could be feeling, oh, my gosh, if I don't please him or things don't go right, I'm going to have to get get going because he could leave me first, and the relationship could have agitation. So when you meet a man for the first time and he has rings on his middle finger, take it slow. Be careful. He's telling you in a way, don't you try to smother me. Don't you try to tell me what to do. And I have some angry issues from the past. What do, um, how should people approach job interviews and what do their rings say about them during this process? Very important piece. Say you're going after a job for right now. One of those jobs where you need to make some money, you want to gain some stability, you want to save some cash, and it's a job you'll be working for someone, and they are the boss, and you have to come in on time and do it their way and not yours, either if you're not married or in a committed relationship, wear no rings at all or wear a ring on your right ring finger that's not too overwhelming. Interestingly enough, I have worked with people who have gone in for job interviews and they wore rings on both of their middle fingers and they found that the energy during the interview was very agitating and they felt that the, the person to be their boss didn't feel good with them and they didn't feel good with the boss. Please leave your middle finger rings home that day. Also, if you have big, shiny, wild rings on your index fingers and you're going out for a creative job and you're in your own business and you're showing people what you creatively do, it's a good time to wear a ring on your right index finger. However, don't wear a ring to a job interview if it looks like you're going to outshine the person interviewing you because at times, especially if it's one of those rings or one of those situations you're working for the person and they clearly are the boss, it could intimidate them or could they, they could think you want their job. Well, Barbara, I know that you, you can't believe it, we're getting close to the end of time, and I know that you, wow. do, uh, you do speaking and you do cons- consulting. 
So what do people get from your consultation, and what do you ask clients? What I really do with the consultation, I have these different exercises I have them do to help them get back into what are the old stories they have in the past that might be driving them to be doing well or that might be holding them back. And that can help lead me to helping them know which rings they should wear. For instance, if they've been wearing rings from their family, I can tell sometimes when those rings and those fingers are helping or if it's protecting them to the point they don't get out to the world enough. So I get to see what's going on in their past. I also help work with them on what do they really want to release, what do they really want to bring into their life, what are their true intentions, what are really underneath it all? And they help get some clear statements that they make to themselves on a daily basis so that when they go out to the world and they're wearing rings on certain fingers, they know why, they know when, they know which uh, fingers to wear which rings on. They have a solid idea of their ring wardrobe. They feel more confident and complete. Barbara, what is your website? and how can they get your a copy of your book? Do you know I have barbaraberg.com for those times you're looking for balance. That's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-B-E-R-G.com. And I have www.ringshui.com when you're ready to work with the rings, such as people do feng shui with their house. The rings are something else for your hands. Also, you can get my book on Amazon.com. And when you want my second, my most, I just got the Eric Hoffer uh, finalist award, Robbie. I'm really excited for the second book. It's known as More About Ring Shui on Amazon.com. So look for More About Ring Shui on Amazon.com. Also check out my websites and go on YouTube. You can see more about Ring Shui. The other thing, I know that you like to, you're a great speaker. I can attest to that because everybody loves you. Everybody, uh, you recently spoke at a conference I did, and they just adored your presentation and had Thank fun. You. I think I think that's what makes it. It's not only getting great knowledge, but they have fun. So um, yeah, there's a couple of places you're speaking, and I just wanted to put in there that you're speaking for me again. Uh, one of oh, them is Robbie. July 3rd. At the Carlsbad Nafi, uh, I'm sorry, at the, the um, let's see, yeah, the Carlsbad Nafi Network that meets uh, at the TGIF on uh, on Palomar Drive, Palomar Mountain Drive in the the windmill, and that's at 5:30. And then you're speaking uh, June 20th at the Rancho Cucamonga Nafi, which is the Cucamonga Brewery, and they meet at 5.30. But if they go to www.wrnafi, it gives the address and names of all the NAFI networks there and who to contact and when they meet. And then I'm very excited about an event you're actually doing with a gal you met at the conference, Rosie O'Connor, who owns a restaurant called Wine and Women. Tell us, And that's happening in July. Tell us a little bit about that. Rosie is just so bubbly, alive, and dynamic. She was sitting at my table, Robbie, and so much thanks to you, you had us meet each other. She is at this wonderful restaurant that's hers. It's Provecho. It's this Mexican restaurant in Menifee. And you're welcome to call 
up um, Rosie herself, or you're welcome to call me. And the phone number I have to call me about it is 909-786-7201. And the phone number to call Rosie is just so open and wants phone calls because she just loves to hear from people. 951-246-3200. That's 951-246-3200 at the Provecho Grill, P-R-O-V-E-C-H-O Grill, and it's in Menifee. That's a growing town, Robbie, and I want to spend more and more time there. Are you going to have that flyer on your website as well? Absolutely. We're going to have it on my website, and tomorrow I'm going to be with my assistant. We're going to get that right up on that front home page. So absolutely, we'll have it all over the website. Women come that night. There will be so many events. Some people will be bringing their jewelry. So many people, some people will bring bringing purses. It's at 7 o'clock till 9, but it's a time to really gather, commune, and communicate. We'll have a great night. If they book early, they can save some money. The early bird uh, cost is what? It's $20 per person, and at the door, it's 25 Okay, well, I know I'm going to be there. Oh, well, I can't wait we, to see you. As you can see, we are at the end of our journey of a wonderful presentation by you, as always. And I think that, the, you know, ever since I heard you speak about Wing Shui the first time, I find myself, if I'm meeting somebody new, looking at the rings, and it tells, gives me great clues about the person. Thank you. Yes. Robbie, awesome. you've been such a light in my life. I want to thank you so much and well, so many others. Well, thank you So thank you for being on the show, and um, it's always wonderful. And when you get a new book, let me know, and we'll put you on another show. Thanks so much, and look forward to seeing you so much this month. Thanks, Robbie. Okay. You've been listening to my guest today, Barbara Burke, who is the author of Ring Shui. She is also a consultant and author of many other books, and her website is www.barbaraburg.com, and it will also give you information on her books so you can go to her other sites. Again, this is Robbie Motter. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back next Monday with another great guest. Bye now.